0: Good evening. So, you know, I, I last week when I started, I mentioned like a, a few personal stories how Bitochon uh, is important. I mean, and the, the truth is, when we're learning of having trust in Hashem, stories are important because it, it makes it real. Um, that's you know that's why I mentioned the story about me taking Chedval and that kind of decision to Florida. And I mentioned last week also about this deciding about whether I should speak for the vice mayor uh, in the invocation. So I, by, by me, example, I ended up doing this thing Thursday night. And I got a few minutes up there in, this, in the, in the podium in front of the mayor and the vice mayor. And I don't, I don't want to get nervous before I speak, but you know, you, you, you have a certain amount of, I'd say, trepidation because the whole reason I'm there there to make a kid of such a So I start worry I started worrying, you know, like, you know, I'm going to get up there, wearing my hat, I'm going to speak for all these, you know, a couple hundred people, and they're all power people, mostly. And, well, if I don't do a good job? So then I said to say myself, so what am I doing? Here I am. I prepared to speak. I prepared. I, I did my job. I prepared. I had a nice idea to share. You know, I, I, I have spoken before and I'm out here for myself. You know, I got a lot of better things to do than to sit down here. And I said, I did my part. Watch, I'm, as well as, as, as what Hashem wants. And I was calm! <laughs> After that I was calm! And when I got up there and I spoke, you know, and you know, it was in the rotunda in the city hall. So you can't even see that it's like dark and like lights, and you know, the lights are on you on the stage. So I was totally fine because you know what? I, I thought of, of, you know, it's Hashem's world and Hashem wants me to be successful. So I didn't worry about it. I, I felt that I, of course if I wasn't prepared, I'd be nervous because I'm ill-prepared. But I had prepared, I had practiced it, I thought what I was gonna say. And the rest of it, if I had messed up, it was possible I would have messed up, but I did my part, right? And that's and then if I would have messed up, that's what's supposed to have been. On a much higher level, I Actually, you know, I, I think I forgot something, I But I sent to most people who are attending this class that were of Noah Weinberg. That, that it was a beautiful clip. Sorry. Did I, did, I, did most people see that clip that I sent? So why did I send that clip? Because that really really highlights what I, was, uh, what I was talking about. Imagine this. You have Noah Kornberg. Now, I could have picked there other great people of that generation, of past generation. But he's arguably, at least as I mentioned, parent, and shabbos. I mean, not only did he really make the idea of a cure of yeshiva, it was primarily him, but more than anyone, there's other organizations, Chabad, so I did it, but he was the one who brought Kirov into the mainstream world. <laughs> you have to know, you know, it, it, it was, it, he was the one, in that day, no one, no one would imagine that we had Project Inspire, where we're pushing regular Balabatsim, not rabbis, <laughs> not sages, not professional Kirov experts, but regular people pushing people to do Kirov, that Everyone can do it. He was really the one who pushed more than anyone, and he had nothing when he started. Nothing, zero solution. And you hear him speak. Right? How does he speak? He doesn't speak. It's up to me. It's Hashem's world. <laughs> we just gotta try. Yeah, Hashem wants us to be successful, and it was only because of his bitachon And when you hear him speak, you can hear you can hear the bittachon he had. Right? If I'm doing what's right, I'll be successful in this world. And if to the extent I'm not, it's that's not the reason HaShem, not now. Or I gotta got try harder. I gotta daven harder. But imagine he didn't have the one. He would have looked at the world. The Orthodox world is apathetic. Apathetic. <laughs> right? Especially in the 1960s and 70s, the Orthodoxy was so insular. Even what you call any, all parts of Orthodoxy, he was just trying to survive. Right? He was trying to get its foothold. Right? It was so insular. The the, the secular world of Judaism, conservative form, w- w- conservative was still in its heyday. Right? You know, Zionism, secular Zionism in Israel was all powerful. You look at the world; you're, you're, you're nothing to do. And he felt that here's Hashem's children, Jewish people. Right? What can I do? I, you know, I mentioned I think a Russian, the like, guy like Nathan Nathan Sharansky You mentioned this guy Mendelovich was just in LA and he was in Florida. My parents only heard him speak in Florida. Everyone know Yosef Mendelovitch was. No. no. No, no, Yosef is? You know Yosef Mandelavich? Yosef Mandelovich was, was a Russian Jew who literally was one of these refuseniks who kept Torah and mitzvahs in, the, in Russia in the 1970s and 80s, and really stood up to the Russian government and kept a full-fledged life, kind of like Zilber. But he talks about, when you hear him speak, you know, imagine taking on the KGB with Brezhnev. Like, you can't imagine. He, it's Hashem's world. If I'm going to keep Torah mitzvahs, I don't have to worry about it. Now, these are very high levels. These are very, very high levels, but they would never have been successful if it wouldn't have been for the Bittachan. And as I said in the beginning, our success, everyone in this room, all of us, to the extent we'll become the people we're, we're supposed to be. On top of being happy, and on top of feeling close to Hashem, right, we need to have right To be a good parent, you need to have bitachon. To be a good spouse, you need to have To take, to push yourself in life, you need to have bitachon. And that's why this class is really uh, important. And, and, and as we go along, you know, it's important to see in our own lives and to be in situations. You know, uh, when I'm sharing stories, it's not to, you know, everyone struggles with concerns and trepidation and fears of accomplishment or different types of things. But the, the, the key is, of course, is to feel our And That's what really we're working on. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off, and that was last week. We started to say that a person who has Khan person Who has trust in Hashem doesn't just believe in Hashem, they treat money differently. Their, their connection to money is different than the person who's always nervous about their money. What was the mushle we gave based on the Matthisel Salman? said, Imagine a poor person comes to a king. pick up where we left off last week, last week. A poor person comes to the king and he asks the king, You know, I'm, I'm starving, I'm starving, I'm starving Could you give me a thousand gold dinners? Gold coins. Give me a thousand gold coins, and the the king. Uh, and finally, he gives this poor person a thousand gold coins. He goes back. He's now rich. He's ecstatic. He's a rich man. He has a thousand gold coins. Goes back to town, wonderful. Now his neighbor, who's also dirt poor, that knocks on the door. He says, you know, really, really poor. Could you please give me two hundred gold coins? Look, I'm going to give you 200 gold coins. What do I give you 200 gold coins for? It's my money. <laughs> it's mine. Why do you deserve 200 gold coins? Go work. Do something. I am working. That's the big difference. Why do not you 200? You know what? I'll give you 20 gold coins. I'll give you 20. That's a lot, but I'll give it to you, Right? But he's not giving 200 gold coins. Not, he's not giving 100. He's not giving 10% of it. Now imagine the following thing. Per person goes to the king. Please, king, can I please have money? I'm starving. King looks at him looks at him, and says, right, I'll give you 800 gold coins on one condition. You give your neighbor 200 gold coins. Of course, I'll take it. Yes, thank you, king. And he goes back and gives the neighbor 200 gold coins. He's very happy to give him 200 gold coins. And what's the difference? In the first case, he felt it was his. He forgot that the king had given it to him. And in the second case, right, the king told him, he knew, he saw it came, the king only gave it, not for him. So, part of Abitachan is, when we get money, Sometimes doesn't money, to give to but if you don't know have if you know it comes from Hashem, you're nervous, and you're worried, why should I give to other people, why should I share? You know, I, I can give to a, a yeshiva, or to a shul or to a poor person, or I can have a nicer shirt, I can put money in the bank, get extra presents, better hotel room, it's my money, <laughs> it's my money, why should I give it to anyone else? <laughs> why should I? Why? Actually, I, I, I bunched mentioned the Yom It's very interesting. It says that staka, charity, is mechaper. Charity atones. Why is, why is charity atoning? Why does ch- staka have such an important role? So I, I said over that when a person, whenever a person sins in this world, whenever a person does something wrong, what happens to a, 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 a believer not trying to do something wrong? So the Talmud says it's nichnas by shtos. That uh, an aspect of foolishness. The Yitzhara blinds a person. Why is that? If you saw God looking at you, saw video cameras and you're being taped, you would never sin. Right? If you felt that you were, you were being watched and you felt God You're not going to sin. You you wouldn't do anything wrong. So what has Yetzirah? It makes you forget Hashem. The Ruach Sh'tor says, you forget you're finite. (laughs) You forget that you're in God's world. You forget there's a jinn judgment. A judgment in the world. You forget there's a world to come. A world to choose. And you lose focus. So the Yetzirah makes you lose focus. And it makes you lose belief in Hashem to an extent. When you give charity, so what, what are you doing? You're really saying, I believe in God. Otherwise, keep the money for yourself. Why well, give it to this, you know, you know, cause? I keep it for myself. I can do plenty of money. There's plenty of good things for it. It's bad enough that the Uncle Sam takes 40% or 30% of a person's income. I'll keep it for myself. Why would I give it to somebody? It's my money. But when person gives charity, what you're realizing is I believe in Hashem. And I, you know, of course, there's other reasons as well, but it takes that belief to say that the money's not all mine. And in general... Whether it's being honest in business, whether it's in dealing with other areas, or we'll see in a second, being calm, right? When you have it talking, you, you deal with money, uh, differently. So, if you're a person of financial means, you'll fulfill your obligations to God, right? You'll give to Torah and to mitzvahs. And to other people. You'll say the king gave me a thousand gold coins, he told me to give 200 away, of course I'm gonna give it away! <laughs> My money goes to Hashem! And of course it's your family's first, if you can't pay your bills, everything changes. But if you could, <laughs> of course it's Hashem's world! He like, gave me, suddenly he like, didn't give me just the money for me. And let's say you're not a person of financial means. I, you know, you're, you know, you don't have, you're not a person you get stuck in. in fact, you can't pay your bills. You uh, or you're, you're just making it. Right? God said, you know what? use is not your your role. You're not gonna. You have a different role in life. You're not. Of course, a person is, should try to make a, a living, and, and we'll talk about actually not tonight, but later on how you even pick what job to pick. He talks about that at length. Um, you know, um, and it's different strokes for different folks, but. You know, but you, in every, you know, let's pick law. I don't know why anyone ever decided to be a lawyer, but uh, there are people who do, who do. Right? So, ah, uh, you know, there are wealthy lawyers, and there are not wealthy lawyers, there are successful lawyers. Like, Mrs. Tackler's son's a successful attorney. Right? And they're not successful attorneys, right? Right? They're, the, but you know what? The same, I can tell you that it's, but for the grace of Hashem, this person gets a break and lives law school has one good interview. This thing goes well here. you know, a million things can go wrong. A million things can go right. Some people graduate law school the year they're hiring, and some of graduate it's famine, and they never get to they never get a start in life. Right? Some people are in the right company. You did your you went to the same law school. You had the good grades. You didn't get it. It's not your it's not your void in this world. That's not. Right? It's not what you're supposed to be doing. You know that Hashem is someone giving the money. Of course, once we do our part, if do our part. If we're, as I I'm reiterate this, it's not an excuse for lack of responsibility. Once we've done what we're supposed to do, we're, we're getting exactly what we're supposed to be. We're okay? getting the money exactly what we're supposed to, to have. So therefore, uh, Hashem took away other things, you know. My wife once told me she would live anywhere but one neighborhood. I said, why not? She says, that neighborhood, everyone's wealthy. You know, everyone's wealthy. And usually the kids are not always coming out. They're, they're it's, it's hard when you're living in certain places, you know, to appreciate things and to, to be grounded. It's not always a good thing. It could be a big broker. Well, actually later on I'll talk about the benefits of, and the dangers of, of wealth as well. Okay, so a person has also less responsibilities as far as financial. That Hashem should save me from the scattering of the soul. God should save me from scattering pizur ha nefesh. So he, somebody asked him, "What is pizur ha What is scattering of, an, of the soul?" that will have money on this river and this hill and this place right the more possessions the more worry there are people who are so caught up in their investments or in their business they don't sleep at night I know people I'm sure you know people who don't sleep at night because they're worried about their business or they're worried about how to make more money or even if they sleep at night they don't have a vacation ever Right? I I a person, they would go to Florida every year and they'd be connected to their laptop. They they never have a moment, they're always worried of the market. Somebody actually told me they were running a company in the Silicon Valley. He works sixteen to eighteen hours a day. How does he do that? Because he has to keep touch with India. <laughs> right? So he can he can't function. I right? he can and he does well. Does well. Isn't that great? He does well but he doesn't have a life. <laughs> Hashem should save me from and or Nefesh. Sometimes a person's so caught up, he's worried. You don't enjoy life. You know, I, 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 I mentioned this before. I, you know, I had this recently with somebody. You're at a wedding. If you're starting to worry the details, you can miss your wedding. Enjoy the wedding! <laughs> you get married once! Right? What do you say they're worrying about stupidity? The main, the main thing is, the main thing is you're getting married. Enjoy the moment! Right? You're 40 years old. Your kids are not going to be young forever. Enjoy your children. Love your children. Enjoy your wife. Enjoy your husband. Why are you so worried about a million things? And you, you have to be fortunate. I reformed. You don't understand. I got to, you know, it's very hard. It's competitive. And the person gets burnt alive. But there are some people who just can't. Can't what? They can't let go.
1: They, they can't let, let
0: go. They have to come to this class. I After mean, a man, will give them the tape. <laughs> nah, I'm not joking. You're absolutely right. And, they're, they're that, that, that's, and that's because... It's a document. And no, no, no. It's, not, it's, it's for sure document. And that's because... Thank you for this. It's like a softball for a rabbi. Right? You know what a softball is? That'd be something you get hit far, Right? That's because they believe it's up to them. If you believe that your, it's your, your business or your success is completely up to you, then you live like that. But if you believe there's Hashem, Hashem in the world, and we gotta do our part, we can't be negligent, right? We have to do due diligence. But there's Hashem in the world, right? There's Hashem in the world. They're parents, by the way. They're so nervous. And not, be, they, they're just overly nervous. Why are they worried about their kids' education when they're 22 years old? By the way, Russian parents are from the notoriously nervous parents, you know. Sorry to the Russian side over here. Alright. Uh, you know, they're they're tourists. Like they, they worry. I remember one one when I grew up, I had a friend. His mother was like worried from the day he was like first grade. Would he get into Harvard? Like, like, and she couldn't say, "She, you're not gonna get into Harvard. Like, you're not gonna get into Harvard. You kid's in first grade. Are you worried about getting into? Harvard. I mean, they're nervous. I mean, the kid didn't get the, the kid didn't get into Harvard, and it's her fault, right? <laughs> you know, because she, she ruined it. How do you live like that? I don't know, but I'm not saying, oh, you gotta be relaxed. You, you got, you have to. I mean, yeah, you gotta push your kid. Not too much. You'll break them. You won't make them. Right? Especially in America, by the way. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> what? So good. I don't know. I think it's in a lot of countries. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, you gotta, you gotta, you, but the point is, you gotta, it's not only you raising your kid, it's Hashem's kid. You know how many millions of things you, you can tell your kid they can meet the wrong person, they can have the wrong teacher, right? I I know every year, I, I, part of my kid's success in school has nothing to do with what we do in my house. It's who their teachers are. Every year, I, and some kids have good teachers and some kids have better teachers. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not up to you. You can just, you can try to you know you can try to kind of manipulate the school or the like teacher. but not, that doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have who next to a class. You can't pick everyone. You can ask the teacher, and my kid doesn't. There's a million things. You to live life that way. Of course we have to do due diligence. The brisker of, and I'm not going to get into parenting now, but we'll touch on it later on also. The Briskorov, when his kids were playing, he used to go to the door and listen to his kids. You know, his wife, he lost his wife in the Holocaust. So he when he, he, he was responsible for, he lost actually a couple of kids as well. in that book. Um, But he, most of his family survived. They, they, they got split when the war started. He had been somewhere else. And he was on the Russian side, he well, was on the German side of Poland. And, um, you know, he used to listen by the door and <coughs> see how his kids were playing and who they were playing with. So he did, ishtal. he also davened to Hashem. He also was calm because he lived with Hashem. So a person who doesn't have his peace or an effort, you can be worried. Same thing with walf. much better to be happy with a lot in life. doesn't mean satisfied. It means if, we're, if we don't have initiative... We don't have a push. That's not healthy. We should try to be successful. It's good to be successful. If you're a successful person, you can do more in this world. A successful person could do more in this world. But after we've done our part, Hashem gives us what we're supposed to have. We should be happy. Enjoy life. <laughs> right? It should be tonight's. It's, it's, it's a forty-five. We should say we had a great day. I enjoy my life today. I lived not for tomorrow, but today. I want to live life today. Every day is a gift. I don't know who's, I'm, I'm a rich person today. I'm married. I'm going to come home to my husband. I have, if you have children, if you, if you have this I appreciate the gifts. I, I believe goes mom. I, I have a, a student, uh, in in the East Coast. They have four kids, great. One kid problematic, and the person's miserable. I so said, "What are you doing to yourself? You have four great kids." But it goes on, By the way, it's without exaggeration, all right. what are you mourning for the one you enjoy your life it doesn't mean you shouldn't bow for that child it doesn't mean you shouldn't be concerned but why aren't you living life why aren't you appreciating Hashem's bracha the gift why how could it be that any of us in this room should have went through a day to the Hashem's world and not appreciate it not be happy right not realize that we're supposed to what's life about we think we're supposed to be mourning Right, there are people who mourn their lack of financial success they mourn, they don't enjoy life they mourn, if you realize we, it's from Hashem, since again we do our part and certainly part of what we're supposed to do is not just going out there, it's davening <laughs> davening to Hashem, praying to Hashem, and after we do our part, we're supposed to be happy with our love You have faith in Hashem trust in Hashem you'll get the benefit of mon- of money and So you won't be that nervous business person this nervous worker and it happens to be most of this show and most of the valley are this is not the greatest challenge because they're employees <laughs> they're worse they're employers if you have a business you worry about money if you're an employee don't tell you start worrying about money a lot it's when you have to either pay bills, pay tuitions, or your 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 start you're investing. Everyone has it, but when you want to talk about people of the business, people who are investors, they then you really see people who uh who, get, who, who could potentially get really spread out and really nervous. Um, because you're more on your own. You know you know you don't get a weekly check <laughs> or a monthly check. You you gotta it's a make or break. By the way, by the way, you know uh, the, the reality is, in the from world, the biggest givers are business people. And part of the reason is, is, sometimes they make more money, but also, business people have to get used to be tachon. <laughs> right? You, your essence, you don't have a weekly check. <laughs> if your business doesn't do well, do you have guaranteed checks for a part? Does anyone guarantee you money at the end of the month? No, right? You pay sachi, do you have a guarantee? No, no guarantee, right? So you have employees. Have to pay your employees before you pay yourself. Right, right. Okay. So, it's, so right. It's, you take the risk and it's a risk. So, and that's why business people, business people, I've noticed, are the most charitable because, who are from, who are because they get used to believing in Hashem. You, the ones who are they, and they look at life differently. Right? They get, they get money. They're feeling, they feel Hashem in life. Like, I'm, I'm ta- I know many people like this they they become, because when you have an employer, when you're an employee, very often you believe in your boss. <laughs> you assume that you get a check at the end of the month. That's how it goes. You know, you, you work for Intel, you work for Yahoo, you work for Google, the money's coming at the end of the month. You know, I'm not, right? So, it's hard to have feel that. It's not, there's plenty of other opportunities in life. But it's, when you're, when you don't know where, where you can either make money or not make money, <laughs> when it's completely up to you, very easy to lose focus in life very very easy to get it's all up to me I better make the money you don't know what it's like I have to pay salaries I have to do this the it's here as Kohala says very often the the, sur- the worker has sleeps better with little the wealthy person the boss He's not sleeping at night. He's saying they're worried. Worried. How am I going to do this? How am I going to pay this? <laughs> a person with Botech bashem <laughs> is very often a person of power, person whether it's of wealth. you know, you, you, There's this corruption case going on in New York right now. And I'm, really looking into of, I'm not going to talk about the details of that right now. But corruption happens when you're in power, and other people. Are, you get very easy to get caught up in it. And people ask you for favors. Huh? power cups? Yeah, absolutely. Power cups. They, people ask you for favors, and you, they, they look at you, and you're important. Send so them the money. You have money. You're 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 in a position of kesef uh, Money solves a lot of problems. You can pay enough money, you can solve a lot of things. Well, but that that's a gift if used correctly. But it also could be to a person's detriment. A person, their money could make them forget about Hashem. You know why? Because I'll just give a little bit more money. My kids, I'll pay for more. I'll get them better care. I'll pay for better schools. I'll get more tutors. I'll pay for extra clubs. You know, they'll get the better camps. I'll pay! You know, you know and, and people are asking you for money, and that you have the next to your door, you're a wealthy person. You know, could you give stock up? Could you do this? And easily forget, you become self important. And you don't, know, I once heard of somebody asked him, he said, he, he saw there's a guy in his shul, a business person, he davins, he davins and he davins, long, and then he goes to the business world, he's a cheat, he's a, he's a, he's an, you know, if I use the word, an animal out there, he's aggressive, not ethical. He said, how can a guy davin to Hashem like this? And then be in the business world without com- any, any any morals, any lack, of, complete lack of faith. So, Rasulullah ﷺ said beautifully, he said, "You know how he's really davening? He's davening. Please, Hashem, I can be successful. Just don't stop me. <laughs> don't get me sick. I ha- I'm a good business person. Please, just let me go. I mean, let me be successful. I have the skills. I- don't stop me, Hashem." And he feels it's up to him because if otherwise you don't steal and you'll, Hashem, you can't. How do you do that if you believe in Hashem? You know, how do you do that? He, what he's praying. The essence of his prayer is, is don't stop me. But it you know? was sincere praying. Him. What? It was from his heart. It was sincere, S- sincere S- praying. It's so it's certainly a level, but it's 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 okay, it's I'm still off. That. It's, it's still off. It's still off. So, uh, but a person can easily forget. You know, I, I I think I want to mention this in a different class. My father. In 2000, 2001, he had a client. You know, my father has CPA and he has fairly wealthy clients. So he had a Jewish guy, completely... My father said he thought he was a rapper. You know, my father was the only Orthodox person this guy knew in South Florida. You know, he lives in Palm Beach. So he goes to my father. He got he lost like $40 million on the market in 2000, 2001. Like, got wiped out. Like, you know, he still had a few million left. You know, lost 80% of his of his. So he goes to my father... He says, what does God want from me? Why is God doing this to me? <laughs> my God said, this mensch, this person, in his whole life, never thought about God. <laughs> never, ever thought, what does God want from me? Period. Why do I ever do anything for God? Why God for me? Never, zero, zulch. never for a million years. And I said my father, why is God doing this to me? You're like, what? It's very easy. When life is going well, you know, uh, you know you, uh, no, very rarely do you see a person come to shul davening like with kohichas and s- thank you Hashem for keeping me healthy I've seen people coming here crying because their relatives was sick trust me I've seen that I've seen people knock at my door with lavine. what am I going to do this relative of mine was diagnosed with terrible illness crying never I don't know has someone come knocking at my door I want to know how to daven I'm healthy Never, never, never had a, Never had that. And people come to me, how do I them for my shidduch? Right? I never had someone say, "Really, I'm so happily married." Okay, how How do I balance Hashem? <laughs> you know, hey, so, because the reality is, something is a lack. That's a different topic. But mon- money, when things are going well, you have a lot of money. It's very hard to keep perspective, especially when you have people. Calling Mr. So and so, Mr. So and so, and you're important. You know, not easy to to be, you know, a titan of the high tech world. Everyone calls you, you get, you get a self inflated ego. But if you'll be talking about Hashem, you'll be talking about you'll rely on your money. You realize that my money is, I'm, I'm, I'm a custodian. Of course, if you have money in a house, live a more comfortable. God gave it to you partially for you and your family. He also gave it to you for others. <laughs> and life is short. You can't take it with you. You know. You can't. I, I, you know. It's funny. I I I, I whenever by, by a a funeral in a not religious crowd. I always make this point. I I said, we're in a cemetery. Look around. <laughs> you don't say. You don't see any tombstone saying this guy drove a Ferrari. <laughs> you don't see any tombstone saying this person had an eight bedroom house. All you see is righteous, father, mother, brother, good. That's all that matters. It doesn't go at doesn't come with you to the grave. Nobody says what kind of shirts you over on their tombstones. Life is short. And you can either utilize it or you cannot. A person who lives with that, they treat money differently. They treat money differently. Right? And if you have money for generational money, it stays with you. You won't you won't be bitten by it. You will you'll, you'll still have a great perspective of why I have this money. It's for other people for, for to live, you know, within my means still. Right? And to for hashanah. You know, there's a there's a guy Shalom Yehuda Rachmanitz. Anyone here Shalom Yehuda from Los Angeles? Rachmanitz guy gives him millions of dollars. Huh? No, that's his brother. His brother. His brother. So uh, man, the man gives millions of dollars a year, right? Millions of dollars a year. He lives in a nice house, but not a study house. He, he, what? Both brothers. Yeah. they yeah, gave millions, millions of dollars. They bankroll half, half of Los Angeles. You know, in well. You, you ever meet these people? They're, they're thinking it's all from Hashem. They like talk. Who is the, the name? Rachmanz. Born thing in Canada. No, uh, Reichman, right? Also, Reichman, 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 the same way. Actually, my parents down the block from my family in my beach, so Albert Reichman has his house, has a house, one of his like two one of the houses. So I, I don't know Reichman. There are, I mean, Meisha Reichman, Phil Reichman, who passed away a few years ago, a prince. Now he never talked. To you. He never felt. He's all Hashem. He's a Ben Came from Hashem. He gave his prime. He used to give fifty million dollars a year just to Rav Shach to give out it wasn't his money you know of course he invested and he had more than one house but he lived with the reality that it's Hashem giving it to him and it's a gift as opposed to I invented this company do you know it's my company you know I can listen listen, you want to see the difference if you'd ever meet a guy like Reichman I don't think he's even even interviewed you hear some of these interviews for some of the people out here in the high high tech world listen to how they talk One's talking about on themselves One's talking about like Yosef HaTzilek it came from Hashem as smart as I am it's Hashem's gift and that tomorrow the money can go when you live with that reality you treat money and you treat people differently and your relationship to Hashem is different you don't remind the person you gave them a loan oh you owe me you owe me you thank Hashem that you, you were able to do a good good deeds. If you lose money, lo dog. You know you're not going to worry if you you know. Of course, you have to do intelligent decisions. But I wasn't supposed to happen right now. So You thank Hashem when you lose it, just like you thank Hashem when you get it. And you think, this is not, now my, my job is different. If I had more money, I was had this job. But if I had less money, again, we're supposed to do our part. This person, 2000, 2001, right, are people were making money and giving, they lost money, and they, 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 right, they, like change different, different opportunities in life. You don't lose anyone. You eat, you live in this world, ultimately for your soul. Right. if what's important is your soul right. what's important actually I, I, I said this on Shabbos in a very different light I said the story of, of Freifeld. Was, was everyone here for Shabbos? Yes. Okay. so for those who are not here I, I was talking about the, the, the great mitzvah that we all have to save Jews and to do Kiros so I said one story that Shlomo Freifeld, who was the Rosh Hashiva of Sharyosha he founded Sharyosha of Shiva he was a tremendous tzadik and goin and so he, he once in the, the 1970s Amos Bunim Irving, Irving Bunim was a, one of the biggest Askanim in America for many years and he was a businessman who helped out rabbi Cutler a lot he was the national president of Yom president of Lakewood <coughs> I mean he was involved in Van Hat saving Jews in the Holocaust so his son Amos was also a great person so Amos Bunim came into Shariyashiv and so Freifeld said to him he said to him you know, look at that boy in the corner. Do you see that boy? Do you know who, do you, do you know who, who, who he is? He says, yeah, he's a boy. He says, do, do you know who he is? He says, no, it's a guy. It's a young yeshiva. No, he says, you see, because he's a in the 1970s. He says, you see a guy with ponytail and ripped jeans, but you're missing that he's a neshama. If you see, if all when you see a Jew, when you see a ponytail and ripped jeans, you don't see a neshama, you can't do care on him. You gotta see in the neshama. You gotta see the Jewish soul. You want to you want to bring a Jew close. You have to know number one is in the neshama. I made the point on Shabbos. If you look in Google or in Yahoo or in the workforce or in Safeway when you meet somebody or in PARS, don't get Nadia scared. But if you see a Jew in PARS, like you can tell them about Judaism, right? right? Someone's out outside PARS, right? Right? You, you see a Jew. If you see the oh, look at her, she's she's trust. No way. You no, know, she's married to so and so. No way. But she's a neshama. He's in a, there's a soul there. Same thing with us, you know. The funny thing is, is whether we have money or we don't. We have a neshama. It's not what, the money is not us. It's not us. We have a neshama. Whether we have it, and we don't. We have, to, we're, we have to be happy with our neshama. That's our essence. Hey, that's who we are. And therefore, we're living for neshama. It's not for the gulf. It's not for the physical. And you're happy because your person knows that if I've done my part, Sham gives me exactly what I'm supposed to be happy, exactly where I'm supposed to be. Achat Ta'ala also from the benefits of bitachon, is minucha sale. Tranquility. Tranquility. Minadaigus holomius, Right? Daigus holomius, Bashalvo minindul hanefish it sarkes and tavasea you're not worried, of course you're going to reason, you're going to know what's going on, you're going to make decisions, but the intangibles, things that are beyond your control, and no one's going to be able to control whether Al-Qaeda comes or not, they tell you. That's enough to you. Or me. It's not, it's not, it's not. Of course, if you want to, you know, vote intelligently for president, I'll give you some good ideas off, off the tape, right? And I'll give you some ideas who not to vote for, Right, if you want to make calls, but there's just, there's a limited amount that you're really gonna be able to do. You're gonna worry about it. Can you imagine if you're living in the 1950s and 60s and you're you, you're in the Cold War, you could have worried every day because literally you're 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 pushed away from 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 a nuclear holocaust. You live life, you're worried about you know you, you, you know worry about every 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 second. We should know. Guess what? Even when there's a, when there's a world out there, Hashem's looking at me. Hashem's watching me. Hey, where Hashem, Where's Hashem? We're at some of Hashem's only child, and He's giving us exactly what we need. We don't have to worry about all all the intangibles in the world. I right? I will get exactly exactly what it's supposed to be for what my soul, my neshama. Needs is what's going to happen. Right? Of course, I'm obligated to be in the right place and to do the right thing, right? Um, but beyond that, I don't have to worry. the Your your person's happy and tranquil. As Yirmiyahu says, Barach blessed is a person. A high Hashem miftach. Blessed is a person who believes trusts in Hashem, and Hashem will be his trust. Now. We're not, not there yet, but we'll see that the more a person trusts in Hashem, the more a person gets Hashem's bracha. That's what, not, that, that's what really this process comes to tell us. But before that even, is that when you trust in Hashem, you can have tranquility. Hey, if you, you know, if you, tr- when you I, I always say, if you trust your spouse, your marriage is much better. Not much better, the galaxy. Hey, because if you don't trust your spouse, you every decision you have to wear, what are they doing? You know, what you know, you know, you know, you know when you're a rav, you know a marriage has a problem with there's lack of trust, right away. There's, you know, communication is a problem sometimes, but lack of trust, trust is the bread and butter. If you can trust someone, you know, it, it, with the Moshe, the Moshe Aaron Stern, who was uh, a great sage in Jerusalem, passed away. I can tell you exactly as that I pointed out. But. Sixteen, seventeen years ago, so Moshe started said, when a little boy is crossing a street, imagine a street—not really. And I grew up, you know, Miami Gardens Drive. You know, Miami Gardens Drive—that's yeah. a real street, right? Oh, yeah. You got to be able to cross Miami Gardens? What? And so they go zooming there, also, right? Yeah. So you're crossing a, a busy street, right? And there's cars coming in directions. Now, like we got, we have a nice crosswalk now. It's not bad. Has anyone tried this out? Well, I can't ask for everything at all. Well, well, uh, it's a little by little, right? But but the, the, it's a great crosswalk. I just used it this week. A couple, times. times. fantastic. It's really but there's no crosswalk. You're crossing at night, right? Now, if you're crossing by yourself, you gotta watch out. Imagine crossing a highway now. Mm-hmm. You ever try? Anyone ever run, run across a highway? No, you have done it. Don't tell me about under work circumstances. Well, don't say anything don't Tell me afterwards, uh, right? You cross the highway, so. Or across a really busy street like that, you'd be terrified. or no? you would be nervous? So if you're a seven-year-old kid and you have to cross a really busy street, you're nervous. What happens if your father's holding your hand? You trust your dad. You know You know your father's looking at the road. You don't think about it. You hold your dad's hand. Trust me, I hold my kids' hand. That they, they had to cross by themselves, they'd be terrified. At least the two-year-old knows. Chefra doesn't know what street is, so I'm not going to get any nearer a street, right? But my 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 six-year-old and my 8 year old they would be very nervous across even Meridian or Hamilton, especially if it's I don't know how to crosswalk. Very nervous. They're holding my hand. They don't even look. (laughs) They're skipping and hopping and happy. They're not concerned. Hey, when a yid, when a Jew realizes Hashem is holding their hand, not even nothing to worry about. It doesn't mean it's always going to be perfect. There could be difficulties, but you know what? Since Hashem is holding your hand, you know it's for your best. Right? guess what? Even for little kids, you know, my 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 youngest, Yazir, so he gets a bath, or he gets his diaper cleaned. You know what happens when he gets a bath and he gets his diaper cleaned? He cries very often. because right? it is it for, it's a bath, or a diaper cleaning for his benefit. Of course it is. He doesn't get, he doesn't get it. He's a baby. You know, and he doesn't understand that when he's, when he's wiping his diaper and then with a wipe, it's not really a bad thing; it's a good thing, right? And when you get a bath, it's a good thing. So we're sometimes like a little baby; we don't realize that even though it's diff- and it's difficult, it's not, I, I, there are things which are really challenges. But even that, if we'd really realize it, we'd, look, we'd walk like the same kid, hopping with Hashem. We'd be the same way. And there's a famous story with um, Reb Zusha Meah Right, a story. This is exactly the, this is exactly the point. where Anipoli was a, was impoverished. Right, it had sorrows sicknesses. So, so they went to the Magimy Mezrich. The Mezrich was the foremost disciple of the Balshamdo. The Magimy Mezrich really spread Hasidic movement. The Balshamdo was, was a local movement. The Mongol was a little bit of a missionary. <laughs> and he sent students in all directions to spread Hasidus. If you want to listen to the history of it, some of my history series. Right? He was a great man. Right? And he sent his students out. Some of the students went to territories where they were less welcome, like Chabad. So they clashed in Lita, Lithuania. That was, right, because it was viewed as a group spreading the, their, their message. He sent students on all directions, right, left, center. Right? So one of his students was Zusha. And if was a very poor person who suffered. So once asked Magmesh, how is it possible to make a blessing? There's a blessing on uh uh a uh, uh, dynamis, on the true judge, which when we make that blessing, God forbid, if you lose a relative, make a dynamismo. If a person has a tremendous financial loss, they lose their whole house to a fire and it burns out with no insurance, right? He's lost their you make that blessing. So the Gemara says you should make that blessing with joy. How is it possible? How is it possible to do that? Like you make a blessing on a shachianu when you get a great, when you have a baby, or for when you get married, or or if you have a you, have, you win the lottery. How is it possible to be so happy? So the Magi said, send, send them, send them, go ask a Bzusha, go ask Abzusha how you, how you can be happy like that and make a bracha. So they went to Bzusha in Anatoly, this Jew. Who had suffered, who was poor and impoverished. We don't even know where, we live in America, we don't know what being poor is in, in Europe. And he was poor in Europe. He was really poor in Europe. Right? No, we have no concept of what that is. So he went to Abzusha, and he said, how is this possible? So Abzusha said to him, you know, I have to go back to knock him in the Machiavellian measures, I have no idea what he's talking about. I've never had a bad thing happen to me in my life. <laughs> I, I don't know, I, only good's happened to me. So Zusha was not a fool. He knew he was poor. He knew he had physical ailments and stuff. Zusha was everything Hashem holding his hand. He was at a level, even crossing the, the highway, everything that he got, he realized. Right? It's, Hashem's, this is my, my gift from Hashem. This is my avoda in this world. Right? I, I'm not missing anything. If I was supposed to have it, I would get it. And he was happy in life. He, he said, I don't understand. I've never had anything bad happen to me. That's a person who has real suffering. He, he lives with bitachon It's a very high level. I'm not saying any, any message at that level today, right? But that's the potential when a person feels Hashem in his life. It's a little boy crossing the street with his, with his dad. Nothing, what are you worried about? Everything you're getting is what you're supposed to get. So a person who has talking doesn't worry about all these worries. The world is He's blessed because he's trusting in Hashem. The amar of case, it also, your Yomial then says in the next verse, the next Basak, you'll be like a tree that's planted on the water. While you if you're planted by the water, so even if there's a drought in California, right, you're okay because you're on the water. You're front front row property. Because uh, life is is always good. Then, uh, if you if you feel if you if you feel like you're getting everything from Hashem, you live differently. You live differently. You know, imagine all of us. Now, now it's nine ten. It's not eight forty five anymore, right? Imagine we looked at our life saying everything that happened to us not not what we did. We have free will. We got to choose correctly. <laughs> but everything that happened was exactly what we need. Be happier. We got stuck in traffic, right? It was okay. When you had a headache, of course, if you if you you know if you didn't, you're dehydrated, you so drink, right? But it means everything that that goes on in the day is exactly what we need. When your kid gets screamed at by the teacher, not Mara Adalia, right? She doesn't scream, right? <laughs> she, right. Even when Yosef Mir, no, Yosef Mir is a good kid, so right. So even at this other kid, right? But here, so here's the thing, if your kid gets screamed at, it's also, you have to deal with it, but it's also for you. You have, to, it's not just your kid's judgment, we're judged. You know, we have stress. It's all from Hashem. You live, to, everything's supposed to happen. You, you live a different life. Even at a certain level, this is already a very high level. Actually, I once spoke to one of the great Rosh Hashim's about this. It's not for all, but it means that the more person person attack, the less he has to be a Especially in those days, how did you make a living? You didn't go to Malaysia or China or India. You went from Poland to Germany. It took a few, a couple of weeks, few weeks. And you traveled, <laughs> stayed in inns, and you know you, you had to leave home. And there was no phones, no Skype, no text. You didn't send a letter. It was cause letters took a few weeks. No connection, no communication when you left home. Not everyone came back. Hey, you went to try. It was not always so safe. Hey, you were traveling for work. So people would go. You have to travel, and they waste. They they they, <laughs> and they can hurt themselves for their jobs. Right? Uh, you can hurt yourself. You take a job which is not the best for you. You know somebody told me recently they were doing a job which was not healthy for them to get out of it but I need to, you don't need to yeah, Hashem doesn't want you to do something that's not healthy for you I'm talking about inconvenience that's a challenge unhealthy it's unhealthy, you gotta think very twice but talk about Hashem right? Hashem's world, He doesn't want you to be not, not, no suicide bombers in Judaism over here right? we're supposed to live life so the, 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 level is a very high level. He went to a faraway land. A novice aesthetic. A novice person who's trying to live on a high level. And he met an, 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 idol worshiper. So this Jewish, you know, yeshiva bacher, You know, but he's in, in business. He, says, he goes, well, you idol worshiper. How blind you are! What are you worshiping? Stars? You're worshiping idols? So this idol worshiper tells him, "That if you're not worshiping the stars, the sun, the moon, whatever, the cow, whatever they worship, you know, what do you serve?" He says, "Ani I serve Habayra, the Creator." Ha all, who's all-powerful. Ha who sustains the world. Ha who's one. Ha for sustenance. Asher, Enoch Kamol, there's nothing like God! Nothing! What? The one God of the world. So the idol worship looks at him, Amla Ham Gaishi. Pa'alcha Saiser's Tavarecha. Well, your actions are, are in contradiction to your words. Allah this, Parash, this novice, this young Yeshiva guy, he says to him, what are you talking about? Oh my he says, "If what you said is true, what you said is true, if what you said is true, you don't have to come traveling here. God can give you the food in your own town. What are you coming here? You just tell me the God's the one; He's all powerful; He sustains the world; He gives everything. So let Him support you in your hometown. What are you coming here traveling for business?" As they told him, um, uh, Eli, I'm, uh, 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 "So." It could, be for feed you there. But La'isat you have to go traveling. But parish, he heard, he said, he went back to his land, and from that point, he never left his city again. Now, of course, this is true. In theory, if we had enough Abi this is already levels. Now, we will see, as actually probably either next week or the week after, there's baseline trust. We're about to end this section, which is all the benefits, right? There's baseline trust, and there's actually levels of trust. And the more trust we have in Hashem, the more we leave, like, the natural plane a little bit. We don't, we don't, none of us are most to remain aware. And no one in our generation can, can have it. But the more we trust in Hashem, the more we can actually, within the natural world, say, I don't have to worry about this. I can, I, I don't need to take a job which is 70 hours a week. I don't, I, I Hashem, I don't need to take a job where I'm going to compromise on my Judaism. I, I'm living in New York in 1920, actually, it make it harder, 1930. The Great Depression just started. There are very few jobs, period, for anybody. Okay? And many of the jobs say work on Saturday, or don't come, or don't apply. You know what it means? I have five kids. I have a family. How am I going to support them? How am I going to, wor- aren't I going to worry about this? Well, if a person has to talking about, I don't have to worry about this. If I'm a Jewish lady, I don't have to go to a, a, a firm and touch my coworkers, because it's a world. Right? And the more a person, if you feel, <laughs> this is when I get my job. Right? Or I'm in business. There's certain businesses in America where the 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 norm is to be unethical. I'm not going to name those businesses, but the norm is to be unethical. Right? There's that th- certainly in business. There's certain things where it's unethical, and people get used to cheating. And it, that's it's a doggy dog world. Did anyone ever hear that? You know. No, you live differently. You, you know, it's not to, Hashem is, he is the Machalco. All everything if I ask this person, this this Jew who is in a job, he's working seventy hours a week and not seeing his wife and children, is there a God? Of course. I keep Shabbos. I keep so do you think this is what God I have to do this. You have to do anything. Didn't you tell me you believe in God? You don't think you can have a living if you don't do this? Yeah, you, know, you have, to have to work on Shabbos. You know how many Jews did that? Good people, by the way. Not, not a, They were good people. Good people. But they crumbled because they didn't have to be tough on. Crumbled. You know, it started tonight you know, as with Noah Weinberg. You know, the, there were many good people who looked at the world and said, can't do anything. Good people. And they didn't do it because they didn't have to be tough on. Many people who, you know, who could do wonderful things. But we lack B'Talchan. And next week, we'll pick up, we're really going to end this section, and start actually with a definition of what real B'Talchan is, and we'll take it from there. In the meantime, for next week, make sure that we're appreciating every day, every day. And we want, At the end of the day, we're saying, I love life. <laughs> I love life because the life that I'm getting, of course, if I can improve it on my own, I'm obligated to. But otherwise, it's from Hashem. Okay, thank you.